Well, welcome back and happy Wednesday. I will tell you what, I am feeling good today. And I said this on Instagram, but all the endorphins showed up for work today. And I just want to thank my mental state for getting on board with what I needed today. So if that's not you, I'm going to encourage you to let you know that hopefully this gives you 30 minutes to get your endorphins back on track. And if that is you, hop on the happy train. Speaking of trains, can we take a little trip on the TMI train for a second? Is there anything better than leopard? I mean, be honest, right? I mean, I know they say it's just for fall and winter, but I bought a new leopard sports bra recently, and I am telling you, it is giving me life because when I'm just wearing my black yoga pants and my black tank, and I'm like, hi, my name's Amanda, and I love neutrals, and I look like I'm in a constant state of mourning because I wear black all the time, but boom, got a little pop of leopard. See, I'm I'm fun still. I just love that about it. I think that... Any pop of leopard, whether it's a baseball cap, whether it's shoes, whether it's a sports bra, whether it's other personable unmentionables, whatever you want to say, I think it's just fun. It's just fun. I am super excited to be here. I just, I'm loving sharing this with you guys. I love getting to go on your jogs, getting to hang out with you doing your homework on your car rides. And I'm just grateful you're here. And today I want to talk about something. Honestly, I have so many things on my mind that I want to talk about. Um, on this platform. But the one that I want to tackle right now is mom shaming. And the crowd goes silent. Mom shaming. I will never forget. You know what's funny? I had content that I uploaded mm, on TikTok. I want to say a few months back. And I mentioned, I said the word mom shaming. And I got a lot of comments of, wait, what is that? What, what, wait, what is mom shaming? What, and there was this like, what is that? And I think it's because the demog- a lot of the demographic on TikTok tends to be a little bit younger. Um, and some of them aren't moms, which is totally normal. But it was interesting to me because I remember that. I remember thinking that at some point in our maturity levels, we quit judging, judging each other. Did anyone else have that naivety, right? You think to yourself, well, when I got a high school, this kind of business will just stop. People will knock it off, right? Because we're going to mature out of this. This is obviously, my parents keep telling me I'm so immature in high school. This must be some level of immaturity we all grow out of, right? Because when you become an adult, whatever that means, which honestly at this point, I think I've come to believe that being an adult just means you get to a certain age and you start doing certain things and people are like, oh, you're an adult. Check, 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 checklist. But I will tell you what, I know more seven and 10-year-olds that are more mature than me some days. So I think being an adult is, I don't know, it's it's up in the air for me. But I remember thinking in high school because, I mean, despite what anyone, I don't know if anyone to my from my high school listens to the podcast. <laughs> Maybe we won't talk about high school. Um, But despite what some might believe, I didn't enjoy high school. I actually loathed every second of it. It was not a fun time for me. Um, And I did two years of therapy after college. Is that to say I have unresolved issues? No. Is that to say I would ever really want to venture to a high school reunion? Probably not. (laughs) But anyways, the topic that I'm going to talk about today, mom shaming, I think applies to a lot of different areas of life, not just being a mom. But for the sake of this podcast, you guys know that a lot of my content is focused on parenting, and I love to start the podcast with this disclaimer. I am in no way an expert, nor do I have degrees in any way that qualify me to say that my word is gospel. This is just merely me venturing and sharing with you 
on the journey that is parented, my learnings, my musings, and I'm hoping that they enrich your day in some way. And I'm hoping that mom or not, it brings you a nugget that you can take with you. That is um, in no way a promise. Unfortunately, there are no refunds. (laughs) So hopefully this 30 minutes feels like an investment and you don't wish you had a return receipt. So let's jump into it. Mom shaming. What is that? Well, the quick off-the-cuff definition for those of you that don't know, mom shaming is when you think that what you're doing is better than what somebody else is doing. And if people don't want to admit that's what it is, um, I think we are misguided in what we're doing because it is what mom shaming is. Mom shaming is looking at another person and saying that you are unequivocally better than them and doing it better than them. And I think it's important to admit here that Whether or not we want to admit it, so I'll just expose myself, we've all either been victimized or we have um, victimized others when it comes to mom shaming. And I will tell you what, I was never a better parent than before I became one. I didn't even know what I was doing at the time, but my first experience was mom shaming, and I remember it to this day because it was the first time that I really had a conscious thought about it. I was, I had just turned 24. I had gotten married a few months prior because we got married at 23 and then I turned 24 like four months later. And I was walking through the Target parking lot on my lunch break, you know, younger 20-year-old filling myself. And uh, this is no shade to the 20-year-olds that listen to this. I'm just telling you where my mind was. And I see this woman. She's in the back of her car and she is, uh, pre-warning, this is going to be graphic, changing a diaper. And when I say this poopy blowout was insane, I'm just telling you, like, my eyes to this day still remember it. There's, like, some level of scarring on this that I was just not prepared for walking through a Target parking lot. And I'll never forget the thought that popped into my head. I thought, what is she doing? Her child is exposed for all to see. That is disgusting. And she's changing a diaper in her trunk. Does she not know there's a bathroom in Target? Now, Am I proud of sharing this with you? No. Do I think it's really important to share? I do. I do think it's important to share because I think that we're all guilty of shaming and mom shaming. And I think that to mom shame is to in some way say that your way is the only way and it's better. But I think that what mom shaming actually does is it exposes our own insecurities. Mm -hmm. Mom shaming is just a justification for our own feelings of inadequacy. Now, I'm not calling anyone out, and I'm, I'm, I'm calling myself out is what I'm really doing because the way that I have learned to practice not shaming others is to examine my thoughts when they pop into my head and to stop myself and to say, what is the point in that? Didn't I grow out of that? You Gosh, I will never forget. Oh, my gosh. My husband watches that show, Deadliest Catch. Have you guys ever seen it? It's that show where they catch crabs and they catch fish and they catch all this different kind of stuff during certain times of the year. And it's always like crazy and insane. There's some boat that could tip. There's, you know, food that's not going to get caught. It's just like very intense, right? My husband loves it. And I will admit, there is like some level of, I'm like, are they going to, oh, wow, wow, they made so much money. How much does it weigh? Like, oh, look at all that crab, (laughs) right? But I'll never forget. One of the fishers on the bucket one day, he's like, yeah, you know, crabs are crazy, you know, and he's explaining about crabs and the type of crab and what they do. And he said, did you know when you put crabs in a bucket that if one of them tries to pull, like pull itself out of the bucket, the other ones will inevitably pull it down. 
And I remember I looked at my husband and I was like, wait, what did he say? Because I wasn't, I was like half listening to it. You know, when you agree to watch something with your significant other and you're like, I'm totally tuned into this. I'm, I'm all, I'm all in for this, but you're like really not listening at all. Okay. That was one of these moments. So I'm like, can you rewind that for a second? And he's like, what? And I was like, just turn it back, turn it back. And he said, watch, if one crab tries to get out, the others will pull it down. And so, the, you know, the cameraman, of course, shifts to the bucket full of crabs. And you see as these crabs are trying to pull out. And each time that crab tries to get out, first it's one crab pulling it back in. Then it's two crabs pulling it back in. Then it's all the crabs that are like, no, you're not getting out. You're in here. You're in here with us. If we're going down, so are you, buddy. Or lady. I don't know what crab. <laughs> but it it shook me in that moment because I realized that so often in life, we live like crabs in a bucket. Now, I'm going to say something, and I want everyone to just to pause and breathe after I've said it because I'm not trying to offend people. But I think that we all, especially females, since 90% of the people that follow me are females, ladies, in 2020, in a world where we are wanting to empower each other constantly, right? Where we are just like women for all, right? Let's let's lift one another up. Isn't it so interesting how quickly we are to tear one another down? You know I'm not lying. It's true. Some of the most unsupportive people for women are women. And you think this ends when you become a mom. I will tell you, I mentioned high school was hard for me. I really just didn't feel like I ever fit in. I tried a bunch of different things. I cheerleaded. I tried to like, you know, I did the boyfriend-girlfriend thing and all that stuff or whatever, but I just never felt like I fit in. I was always looking for a place to belong. I always felt that way as a kid. I I am grateful for my late 20s and I'm grateful to be in my 30s. I am grateful for my children, to be honest with you, not because I found identity in them, but because after having children, I had to value myself to the point where I carved out stuff for myself in this really passionate way, that I was going to love myself enough to carve out things for myself, that I was going to push past any guilt I felt that I was worth that. And now I don't want to scare people because I think that there's also this other layer, and we're going to talk about this in another episode, where mom humor has taken it so far that, yes, on some days, a shower and brushing your teeth might feel like self-care, but that is not the only side to motherhood. There are so many other incredible aspects about that. And I know that a lot of people, I get a lot of comments on my content that say, wow, you make you make being a mom not look like a nightmare off of Elm Street. Like I got that comment last week and I was like, ugh. And I've heard from so many people that in our um, our kind of community of moms and in different aspects when we're going through the thick of it, the beautiful thing that we get to share to create community is commonality of that, right? Like we share in that journey together. But I think it's also that pendulum has shifted a little bit where it's also created fear in people who don't have kids, where they're looking from the outside and they're like, oh my gosh, if that's what it is, do not sign me up ever, right? But back to the idea of mom shaming. It's interesting that the female empowerment, it just doesn't seem to quite carry over to us doing it for one another. And the way that this takes shape in mom form comes in so many hot topic issues. Oh, man. Ooh, do I even want to step in it, honestly? From formula to vaccinating to sleep schedules to screen time to sugar to what you let your kids do to what you kids you don't let your kids do 
it is so mind-boggling to me that we allow things as simple as the food choices our children have to divide us. Like I said, I was always looking for identity in high school and even in college. I did not have a vast group of friends. At any one point, I'm kind of like a quality over quantity person. I've always been that way. But I always wanted to be that person that was like invited places or something. And when I hear people are in like, oh, I was in 12 weddings as a bridesmaid. I've been in one, which I actually am not upset about. Um, I love attending weddings and having fun. But I always wanted to identify. I just wanted to feel like I belong, like I have finally found the place that I fit in. And when I looked at becoming a mom and I saw my mom growing up, I just, I was always in awe of it. Like the moms had so much fun. They went to coffee. They hung out. Like that is where I'm, that is where I'm going to really find my village, right? That's, that's the time when we all look at each other and we say, hey, we're on this journey together. We have this common thread. Here we are. Let's like hug it out and kumbaya, ladies. No. Because I will never forget when I told, I was sitting in the OB office, I was ready to pop with my daughter. I was actually going in to sign the inducement agreement because they made me wait a week before I could be induced with my first baby. And this gal looked over at me and she said, when are you due? I said, actually, I'm almost seven days past you. She goes, oh, well, you've got your birth plan, right? Now, for those of you that don't know, birth plan is just... um it's guidelines for what you hope happens. I'm going to be honest with that because I think to have the idea that you're going to plan out how your labor is going to go, it's just, you just have to lower the expectation a little. Like you can have the guidelines of what you want to do and things you don't want to do, like no epidural, epidural, but it really your body and the baby are going to kind of, they're going to do their own thing, right? Um, and the goal for me was always just like, as little pain as possible, get her out healthy and have me be healthy. Let's let's just get that. I, I'm I'm looking for like the great basics here. And a healthy baby to me was like top of my list. Healthy mom, top of my list. As little pain as I could get. I mean, I walked in there saying, please, epidural. And the gal looked at me and she goes, You don't have a birth plan? And I suddenly like, you know that feeling when someone looks at you and you forgot to study for a test? And your teacher's like, get out your pens and pencils, guys. Do you remember that feeling? I remember that feeling. If you're still in school, you know what I'm talking about. The pop quiz that all of a sudden you feel like you're going to hurl or the test that you did not study for. Oh, my Lanta. She goes, oh, you need a birth plan. And this chick had a folder. Now, am I throwing shade at that? Heck no. I am impressed that the fact that she did so much research. But I said, well, I was just going to get an epidural. And she verbatim looked at me, verbatim. I don't think I've told this story on TikTok. I should. People would love this. And she goes, oh, so you're going to poison your baby so it can be painless for you. And I, as a 26-year-old, sat there. It felt like someone had slapped me across the face, if I'm being honest. And all of a sudden, my first experience with mom guilt creeped in. 
I hadn't had it up until this point. People had said stuff to me about, oh, well, you know, whatever you eat when you're pregnant, you feed the baby and don't drink soda and don't drink coffee and you need to exercise. I was vomiting for five to six months of my pregnancy. I lost 20 pounds with my first child. So I was hanging on by a thread. So I got over that whole like food thing. I was like, whatever I can keep down at this point is cool with me. Thank you so much. You know, blessings on your day. Go and be with God. But all of a sudden when she said that, I thought to myself, wow, Amanda. You're so selfish. And I didn't know where those thoughts were coming from. And I just was like, oh my gosh, like I felt like I'd been punched in the gut. Now, had this woman even thought about what she was saying to me? I don't know. But I, my name got called and I went in for my appointment. Now, luckily, I had my OB man, Dr. Guile. Praise God for Dr. Guile um, and Dr. Graham and, and Dr. Dr. Um, Beatty, man, they they were amazing. Uh, the practice I went to had several, but I'll never forget Dr. Guile looked at me and he goes, Amanda, whatever's going to be best for you and the baby is what we're going to do. And I totally trusted that through my whole pregnancy. But in that moment, that was my first experience with someone really shaming me because I had a difference in what I was going to do. I had a difference of opinion. That was really what it's based off of. And now people can say, now this podcast, again, we're talking about hot topic issues. If you don't, if you're not a parent, you haven't experienced this parenting world, when it comes to how you feed, how you birth, all this stuff, people have a lot of passionate opinions. And I call them opinions because they're personal and they're yours. It doesn't have to make it everyone's. But we've gotten to this place where, as incredible as it is to share our journey, we've become really vocal about there being a right and wrong way to do that. And my suspicion is that mom shame is rooted in your own insecurity. And I say that for myself. When I say your own insecurity, I'm talking about myself. Because in the moments I think about the thoughts that creep into my head that fall into that category of judging or mom shaming, which you can just basically qualify mom shaming as judging and making someone feel negative about their choice. But it really stems from an insecurity that we're projecting on the other person. It actually has nothing to do with them. It becomes that we're so focused on ourselves and what we're doing that we put that on other people. I mean, take breastfeeding, for example. A lot of people, you'll hear the things breast is best, fed is best. I mean, I believe 100% with all of my heart, fed is best. Did I breastfeed my first child for the first year of her life? Yes. Did I cry at nine and a half months when my supply dipped and I didn't know what to do and I ate every cookie? I did every wives' tale. I took every herbal supplement. I drank all the water. I did all the sleep. I did all the exercises. I changed all the pumps. I did everything. And I still was bawling my eyes out working 50 hours a week in retail during Black Friday trying to pump in a bathroom that my entire staff used because I had felt so shamed and guilted about how I should feed my baby that it didn't even matter what I thought. I was following what everybody else's opinion was. And I think, honestly, the the thing that I am most grateful for in becoming a mom and I'll say this again, and I've said it before, is that you have to become so passionate about loving yourself enough to do certain things that you have to set other people's opinions aside. And it has really taught me to, in a really polite way, kind of care less if something works for someone else but doesn't work for me. Because that's where 
you find your sweet spot. Because at the end of the day, a happy mom means a happy home and a happy kid. And if I was so busy crying hysterically over breastfeeding that I couldn't even realize that the anxiety I was having was literally pouring into every other aspect of my life. And I ended up doing a formula um, with my other two kids half of the first year of their life. And they're incredible people. <laughs> for for anyone wondering out there, I did formula and I did breastfeeding and my kids are great. But this mom shaming thing has taken on other forms where you really honestly attack a person, where you look at them and you say, how could you be so selfish? And it's shocking to me that as women in 2020 and as moms who are going through it, that we are crabs in a bucket. How can we look at other people and expect other people to encourage and empower and do all these things when we aren't even doing it for each other. Mom shaming, I think, is the biggest exposing of how far we haven't come in so many aspects. You know, I think it's great to tick the boxes of life and of what that looks like and where we fall and how, as women, we feel that measures up, right? But it makes it so puzzling to me and kind of a bummer some days that the very basic box of looking at someone and saying, hey, I don't know why you're formula feeding your baby. Well, frankly, it's not really my business. I don't know why you're doing that. I don't know if you struggled with breastfeeding for a long time and it wasn't working out. I don't know if there's some condition that you actually don't have the ability to, that you're struggling with. I don't know if it just wasn't for you and you as a person are allowed to make that choice. But you know what? Since it's not me and my boobs, I'm just going to move about my day and be glad about the decision I made without condemning you for yours or in some way making myself feel superior for mine. I think it's so interesting. I really encourage people when it comes to becoming a parent, that I love being a mom. I mean, the good outweighs the hard time and time again. Paige, oh man, I almost like, oh man, this story. Paige, a few weeks ago, we were watching Elf and I was just rubbing her little face. Corey had gone to bed. Her and I were sitting in the playroom. Blake and London were playing Zelda. It was just Paige and me. And I said, you know, I love spending time with you. And I didn't know why I said it. It was just on my mind. So I thought I should tell her. And she goes, you know, my heart is shining when you say stuff like that. I feel like my heart is so shiny right now. And for me, man, ugh, that just sets my heart on fire. So for me, being a mom is like the greatest thing I feel I've ever done. Um, my identity doesn't solely lie in it, but one of the greatest parts about me and who it's allowed me to become, I'll forever be indebted to my children. But I think that it's interesting that we in some way look at other people who don't want children and we mom shame them and they don't even have kids. Like, it is such a personal choice to have children, and I don't think it in some way makes you less of a human being for not wanting to do that. That, to me, like puzzles me to no end when you're having a conversation, and I've seen it go down so many times, and you're with a friend, and you know they're getting to wherever 
someone in the conversation feels they are in life and they feel the need to say, well, aren't you going to have kids? And the person answers back very nonchalantly, I'm sure expecting this conversation or where it's going to go and says, you know, I just, I don't think it's for me. And they're like, oh, well, you're missing out on the greatest gift that you'll ever give to anybody. It just sounds like you're super selfish. Um, well, now, do I think it's the greatest gift I've ever had? 100%. Um, do I think that person is super selfish for making a decision for themselves that they feel is best? Um, heck to the no. H-E hockey sticks. Okay, no way. I think it's also interesting that people look at people with children and go, well, when are you having your next one? I'm sorry. Are you on the journey with them? Um, I have friends that have struggled with fertility. I've said this before. And I have watched them journey that journey. And the passion and heart and soul and blood and sweat and tears, not to mention the finances that have gone into them wanting to create a family. I have seen people struggle through the adoption process, be given and taken when it comes to a baby. And I think that for in some way us to, in our ignorance, make a judgment call is completely hypocritical. See, mom shaming says, I'm doing something better than you and I know it, so I'm better than you. And that stems from a deep-rooted insecurity. And it just, I think for us that as parents, as moms, as women, we've got to do better. Now, does it make you a bad person for having thoughts like, oh, I wouldn't do that, or I don't? No. I think what makes it negative is when we group ourselves. I said that high school was not a pleasant experience for me. And honestly, I openly talk about that. But do you want to know why I think high school is so hard for so many people besides you're confused, you're dealing with emotions, you have no idea where you belong or you feel like you belong or you're constantly wondering if everyone's staring at you when really everyone in the lunchroom is just wondering the same exact thing and no one's actually watching what anyone's doing? Like the big secret of high school, no one's watching each other. They're all so focused on themselves. I think the biggest disservice when it comes to mom shaming is it fractures us as people and it divides us. You fall into the groups. And it's weird. I found myself a few weeks ago talking to a friend who's a really good friend of mine. And I was on the phone with her and we're chatting it up and she was having a really hard day and I was having a really good day. Like, I was having a good day with my kids, and she was really struggling. And suddenly, I felt the need to um, not talk about – and now, granted, when someone's having a bad day, you don't have to be like, I'm having the best day of my life. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that sometimes we get into this place where when we want to belong or when we want to feel like we're not going to be in line with judgment, we jump into that kind of like conversation. So take, for example, to expand on this, she was saying she was having a tough day. The kids weren't being very agreeable, right? And I said, oh yeah, I totally get that. And I was like digging for something negative to find, right? Because I wanted to belong. And I stopped myself and I let her have her moment. And I realized that in this space, I didn't need to shame myself for having a good day. I didn't need to in some way relate to her day. I could just let her have her space. I could just say, how can I be there for you? Do you need me there for you? What can I do? And when she asked me about my day, 
I said, it's going good with the kids. It's great. We're, we're doing good over here. But what, what else can we do for you? Because mom shaming also takes another form. And mom shaming is when you shame yourself. You shame yourself because you don't fit into some group. Whether that's vax, don't vax, breastfeed, don't breastfeed. Whether that's looking at another mom in Target and judging her for why her child is having a tantrum. Um, if you ever find me in Target my kid's having a tantrum, you're probably going to see me sitting on the ground with them. So live and let live there. It's looking at another mom and saying, wow, she looks really disheveled. Did you hear Shelly didn't bring the cupcakes? And I think what makes being a mom so unappealing for so many is they kind of see how we treat one another. Now, is this all moms? No. I'm not making a blanket statement here on what that is. I'm not saying that we're not all having thoughts pop into our head. What I am saying is that we've got to do better. We've got to do better. We've got to look at a mom and we've got to see them as a human being. Because what happens when you become a mom is you start to find your identity in that because it is such an it is such an all-encompassing job, right? Whether you're a working mom, a stay-at-home mom, a half and half work from home mom, whatever that falls into, it is an all-encompassing thing, right? It it requires you to think of other people before yourself sometimes, right? Because my child cannot get herself on the toilet yet. So, um I might have to pee, but if I don't put her on the toilet first, she's going to pee her pants. Okay? But what getting out of this mom-shaming habit requires us to do is it requires us to see the person, not the mom. See, so often as times we're searching for identity as a mom, right? And I talked about this in another episode. And I think really we become phoenixes. We become these whole new beings that are fierce and fabulous and can do more than you ever dreamed, right? Because you never realized who you could become. But I think what you actually have to start doing in any form of mom shaming or judgment is you have to see that person as a human being. You have to look at them and say their kid may be going down the slide backwards or their child may be eating an ice cream cone in the park at 9 a.m. Been there, done that. But what can I do to encourage them today? Would I feed my kid an ice cream at 9 a.m.? Now, I have done this, but I'm saying for this scenario, um, you might say in your head, no, I wouldn't do that. I'm not a sugar person. But that doesn't mean I can't look at that mom and see that she has a denim jacket that I have. And isn't that denim jacket great? I love that denim jacket. Did you get yours at Old Navy? I got mine at Old Navy. And if on a side note, if you don't have that denim jacket from Old Navy, do it. But get it on sale because it always goes on sale. See, we have to stop looking at each other and saying, I'm doing it the right way and you're doing it the wrong way. We have to start realizing that in life, uh, cookie cutters don't really work in all situations. I mean, heck, <laughs> there's different cookie cutters for different seasons. So we have to stop assuming the worst because that's what judgment really is. Judgment is the projection of our own insecurities on somebody else in some way to validate ourselves. To make ourselves feel better about something we might feel empty in. And instead of going to other people and judging them, we should take more time to examine ourselves and what we feel we need. Instead of looking at the mom at the park who's popping out her boob to breastfeed and you being appalled by that, 
Simply go about your day and realizing if you don't want to pop out your boob, you won't. Instead, in looking at the mom, Do you ever feel that way? Like you're literally fighting against yourselves. Like if we all just locked arms, we could get a lot further. If we all just had a common goal, we could get a lot further. But for some reason, we choose to be crabs in a bucket. And do you know the scary thought to me, the thing that really made me stop, the thing that keeps me up at night is cyclically repeating that. I have three daughters. You know the thing that was, you know why I cried when I found out I was having a girl? It wasn't because I didn't love her. It wasn't because I wanted a boy. It was because I was terrified at what I had endured from other women. I have been victimized more times by women than I can count. And I have probably in some way knowingly or unknowingly victimized other women. And the thought of my daughters enduring that feels like a nightmare. So I do everything in my power to equip them. I do everything to build their confidence and to build it. But do you want to know what we've got to focus on? We've got to focus on not building them up so much against other people, but building them up as confident individuals so their insecurities don't overwhelm their empathy. And I know it might have taken me a while to get here in the podcast, but that is what we have to do when it comes to mom shaming. Instead of leading with the do's and the don'ts and the checklists and the check marks and the milestones and the different things we do, swaddle, don't swaddle, co-sleep, don't co-sleep, we have to lead with empathy for the fact that you don't know someone's journey. You don't know someone's trauma. And if we don't start to create that equality for one another with empathy and not judgment, well, we won't get any further, no matter what things look like, no matter what boxes we check in the world. If we as women can't start to be the champions for each other, if we as moms can't look at each other and say, dang, I know this job. I know how this job goes. So the last thing I'm going to do is go tear down somebody else trying to do the same job, even if it looks different. Mom shaming will continue forever if we don't learn to stop our own thoughts with empathy for other people. And the same goes for judgment in the real world. So wherever you fall on that spectrum, whether you've been victimized, whether you victimize someone, it is never too late to turn a page and try and shift. And it's a daily practice like exercise. I still have thoughts that creep into my head. And I've still had conversations where I have to stop myself. And I'm like, oh, hold on a second. I sound like a judgy Judy. I'm sorry. Let me let me dial back. And now that doesn't mean that you don't have friends that you vent to. Let's put this disclaimer in there. Friends that you vent to in a safe space that know you and love you 
and know that you're not going to go out there and create that negativity, but you just need to get something off your chest. Okay. In the privacy of a conversation that lives and dies there. And if my, if my girlfriend's listening, she knows what I'm talking about because you need a safe place. But once you have that safe place and you take off your baggage and stuff and you let go of that, remember not to go dump it at someone else's doorstep. Remember to lead with empathy rather than insecurity. And that is my podcast for the day. Um, for the week. I hope that you gained something from that nugget. I know that a lot of times my thoughts take on little rabbit trails and little side conversations, but as always, I'm just grateful you're here. I'm grateful I got to spend these 37 or so minutes with you. I hope that it gave you a break, that it encouraged you, that it gave you food for thought, or that it just let you escape while you were getting a project done or finishing a task. But I could never be more grateful to those of you that come and hang out with me every week. It really feeds my soul, and I'm so grateful to you for letting me do it. So thank you. Go through this week. Don't be a crab in a bucket. I have to tell myself that every day too. So happy Wednesday, and go and have a great day or evening wherever you are.